I just want to jump in really quickly to ask a very important favour. We know that most of you who listen to No Bullshit Leadership haven't yet hit the subscribe or follow button on your favourite podcast player. This is how the podcast grows. And even though we've already got a pretty decent global following, we're only scratching the surface of what's possible. We started this podcast over five years ago with the lofty ambition of improving the quality of leaders globally. So if you've got any benefit at all from listening to the podcast, I'd ask you to just take a moment, literally a moment, to hit the subscribe or follow button on your favourite player. The world needs more no-bullshit leaders, and you can help us to make that happen. Back to the episode. Are you selling a little or a lot? Either way, Shopify helps you do your thing. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. It helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. In fact, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And now you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Most of the business owners who listen to No Bullshit Leadership want to go large. What's so cool about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash leadership, or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash leadership now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash leadership. Hey leaders, M here. We're finalizing Marty's 2024 speaking calendar and he still has a few opportunities available. Now you've experienced the impact that Marty has on the podcast, but that's only a tiny fraction of the impact that he has when he delivers an in-person keynote presentation. If you'd like to book Marty to speak at your organization's event, go to martingmore.com or send us an email at hello at martingmore.com and we can chat about how to tailor his powerful message to your leaders to achieve real results. All right, now back to the episode. Welcome to the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. In a world where knowledge has become a commodity, this podcast is designed to give you something more, access to the experience of a successful CEO who has already walked the path. So join your host, Martin Moore, who will unlock and bring to life your own leadership experiences and accelerate your journey to leadership excellence. Hey there, and welcome to episode 153 of the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. This week's episode, COVID Communication and Comparisonitis. Another Q&A with M. We're getting some great questions at the moment, and picking up on the common themes is important for our community. This week, we have two quite different questions, but I think it's worth throwing both of them into the mix. The first is from a business owner, Sebastian, who's trying to find the right balance between communicating the uncertainty of the current environment and making his employees feel supported and secure when so much is unknown. In Australia at the moment, vaccination rates are low, Lockdowns are frequent and business owners in industries like retail, hospitality and tourism in particular bear the brunt of the political vacillations of our elected leaders. 
The second question from Caroline asks about how to deal with the emotions when a new employee comes in all shiny and keen and casts a shadow over you, which reminds you of your own jaded exhaustion. Lots of fodder to chew over today. And to help me, of course, is the other half of your CEO mentor, Emma Green. Em, great to have you back on the mic. What's been happening? Hello, great to be back. I think these are becoming more and more frequent, these Q&A episodes, but I'm loving it. Yeah, I just think it's a great format because we can really bounce some ideas around and have a really conversational flow. So what's been happening in my world? Well, I think we mentioned in the last Q&A episode that we were looking for a new customer success manager and Kalila started this week, which is super exciting um, for all of you who are in our leadership beyond the theory community and on our newsletter list, you will be seeing a lot more of Kel in the coming months. Other than that, um, obviously all, just all the book stuff. So we're about four weeks away from publication date. If you haven't pre-ordered your copy um, of the book and snapped up all the exclusive pre-order bonuses, get to it. YourCEOMentor.com forward slash book for our Australian listeners and MartinGmore.com forward slash book for our US and international listeners. That's awesome, Em. Thanks for that. And it's so good to have Kel on board. Uh, Joining you and Tash, we have a formidable team building in YCM Global HQ there in Sydney. All right, why don't we get on with it? Ask me a question. Cool. So the first question is from Sebastian. Sebastian asked, can you please do an episode on communicating through COVID? Things are changing all the time. One minute we're doing well and the business is recovering and the next we're getting locked down and people are scared for their jobs. I'm trying to juggle the personal responsibility that I face as a business owner with being strong for my employees. What's the best way to approach this ever-changing landscape? How should I be communicating changes to my people without sounding wishy-washy or not in control? This is such a good question. I just had to cover it this week. Yeah, and I bet that's something on everyone's lips in Australia at the moment. Well, Mm. first of all, there's a lot of things that you can't control, and that's a given. So there's no point in pretending otherwise. Your people don't want to hear bullshit. They want to hear you tell it the way it is. And one of the things about communicating to your people at times like this is you've got to be really clear about what's going on and the fact that many things are completely outside of your control. Lockdowns are a classic, right? If they affect your business, there's no point in speculating about how long they'll last for, uh, or what impact they'll have. The only thing you can do is to be open with your people about where you are and where the business is to the best of your ability. I'd say something like this. Okay, we can't control the lockdowns. They're going to happen based on the whims of government, which we know are determined purely by popularity polls and media pressure. But when they do come, here's our plan. We're going to handle it this way, This is what it means for you. This is what we intend to do as a company to support you. And this is what we can't do if we want to have any chance of staying in business. As you've probably heard me say many times, people hate uncertainty way more than they hate bad news. Mm, So true. Yeah, it is. And, And here's the thing. If you do it this way, it means you have to get control of these things yourself and understand the answers to those questions before you can communicate to your people. So I suspect that for Sebastian... Those answers may not necessarily be clear in his own head right now. And one of the models that we use, which we find really useful for handling situations with this type of extreme crisis and ambiguity, is the control, influence and cold hard facts model, which we teach, of course, in Leadership Beyond the Theory, and it's a central part of the book. This is about working on the things that you can control and influence and not worrying about all the other stuff that's there to distract you. Yes, you've got to understand it. Yes, you've got to know what's going on. 
but you can't spend time agonising over it or worrying about it or feeling anxious for your people. It just doesn't help. Focus on the stuff you can do, recognise the stuff you can't, and make that really, really explicit. Now, what I've found is that people will respect you when you demonstrate a firm and decisive approach. They don't expect you to know everything, and they certainly don't expect you to solve every problem. They just want to know that you are rationally and calmly looking after the best interests of the business and therefore them as individuals. Mm, Some great points there, Marty. Um, You know, my husband Royce owns a business that is very geared to these lockdown issues in Australia. So his business, the Display Builders, they design and build custom exhibition stands. And while they, um, you know, quite successfully transitioned into virtual events last year, it's been incredibly difficult for them to plan ahead. And I guess his team knows this. But what happens when a, I don't know, stroke of the pen decision by a politician um, can cost someone their job? I mean, this is the real stuff that keeps Royce up at night, and I can bet he's not the only one. Yeah, no, I bet he's not the only one either, because a lot of people this weighs very heavily on them, particularly business owners who are very close to their people and their people rely on them for their weekly uh, income. So in the past, I've taken this approach. And I think this is quite important that you recognise the pain that people are going through and the uh, challenges that they face. So I would say something like this. There is no certainty. Uh, We wish we could provide guarantees, but we can't. Now, we understand that you all have to do what's best for you. And we totally understand it if you needed to seek alternative employment options. And anything we can do to help you, we will. But our intent as a business is to come out of this period with a strong, lean core. That's a great point, that strong, lean core. Um, you know, going back to Royce's business, he has said we've had conversations over the last few months about the fact that the COVID crisis has actually forced him and his business partner, Kathy, to really lean up the business in all senses of the word. There's no waste or fat in any area and the resilience that they've built is quite incredible. I know there's been so many businesses who have built up that resilience and they've got their businesses actually working better than they were before. Yeah, that's right, for sure. There's always a silver lining, isn't there? But it's not much consolation for the individual who has to lose their job. And I realised years ago, uh, 20 years ago, when I had to run a set of redundancies at a large mining company in Australia, I couldn't change the outcome. This was happening as a result of a hostile takeover, and I couldn't change what happened to those individuals because the new owner had determined how they were going to structure my part of the business. The only thing I had control over was how it was done. And so rather than letting some faceless person fly in from uh, London to actually do the redundancies, uh, it was like a scene out of um, Up in the Air, that George Clooney movie where he used to fly around the country sacking people and telling them they were redundant. I said to the guy who was running the transaction, I said, look, I actually want to be the guy who tells my team the news. Because even though I couldn't control the outcome, I could control how it was done. And for me, it was hard to do because I knew these guys pretty well. But for the guys who were affected, I at least knew that I was giving them the news the right way with a level of compassion and understanding for their personal circumstances that enabled them to move through that process as well as they possibly could, even if they didn't like the news that they got. Yeah, Marty, I don't think that many leaders would have liked to face into that situation, but uh, obviously the people who are listening to this podcast would have absolutely done the same because they are no bullshit leaders, am I right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the things that no bullshit leaders do. They shoulder that sort of stuff and they think more about their people and say, okay, well, it might be hard for me, but how hard is it for them? So I've got to give them the very, very best uh, opportunity I can to move through this and, and survive out the other side stronger. 
Spot on. So the rules of thumb, I just want to kind of summarize this um, first question. Be open and honest in what you communicate. You've got to be clear about the things that are in your control and what you're going to do about them. You've got to show understanding and, of course, empathy. We talk about a lot of each individual's position and focus them down on what they need to do to give the business the best chance of long-term survival. Have I got them? Yes, absolutely. But uh, hearing you go through those, there is one point I forgot, and that's don't let your people take the pain while the pointy end of the organization is untouched by the crisis. We've seen many corporates execute mass layoffs during COVID while the executive team still collect their bonuses. Now, they'll say, of course, that they should be rewarded for leading the business through tough times, which I think is bullshit. It's not just a bad look, but it's one that will be incredibly divisive. And good luck ever getting another ounce of discretionary effort out of any one of those people. (laughs) Couldn't agree more, Marty. That says a lot about their integrity and values. All right, so let's get on to the second question from Caroline. Caroline wrote in and said, a new guy has joined our team. He's really enthusiastic about the role and the organization um, and is very new to our industry. When he came on board, I actually felt a bit of jealousy about the pep in his step. He's all bright-eyed and wants to be an asset to the team, but I actually feel burnt out and I don't feel excited about teaching him the ropes. Marty, have you got any ideas on how to shift this mindset? Probably. <laughs> now, I'm assuming this is a peer, but I guess it's not really relevant um, as I think through my answer. So let's start with, Caroline, why are you burnt out? Knowing what the cause is, is absolutely critical. Because it could be a range of things. Uh, it could be dissatisfaction with or a lack of respect for the leadership in your organisation. It could be, in your eyes, the futility of the organisation's mission. It could be your own inability to make a difference or a lack of control that you might feel. It could simply be overworked. There are a whole range of reasons why you might be feeling burnt out. Here's the thing. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. It's always going to be an unfair comparison. We naturally compare our worst attributes, because we know ourselves pretty well, with other people's best attributes, which they put on display when they come into work each day with their game face. But it's really hard not to do. (laughs) Sometimes I, you know, I have to take social media breaks at times when I get caught up in that comparison at a spiral. Um, I guess at least I can delete an app from my phone, but it's much harder when that person is in front of you day in, day out. How do you get your head around that when it's just so in your face? Well, for a start, you know that you can only control yourself, right? Not them. It comes down to making a decision to be your best. Now, if it's appropriate, take them under your wing, Show them the ropes, help them to be their best. That's leadership. But the fact this new person has come in is an incredible blessing. It's provided the contrast to make you more aware of where you are at present. So think about why you're burnt out and change that. Don't blame the poor person who's just excited for an opportunity to have an impact. It may be as significant as having to change companies if you're dealing with intractable issues where you are and you feel as though you're just banging your head against a brick wall. Or... It may be something that's completely within your control. For example, if you're not working at the right level. Working at the right level is really important because if you're dipping down and doing the work of your team, you will have an oppressive workload by definition because you'll be doing your job and at least part of theirs. So when we think about working at the right level, that's our ticket to freedom in terms of burnout and overwork. So if it's an overwork thing, there are ways of dealing with it and there are techniques. 
Yeah, and there's a reason why we have an entire chapter of the book um, dedicated to working at level and an entire module of Leadership Beyond the Theory to really dig in um, and figure out what those practical strategies are to make sure that you're working at the right level. It's so important. And as you know, it is one of my favorite leadership concepts. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Marty, that's really great. So can I just summarize the key points here? Number one, stop with comparisonitis. It is not about the other person. It's about you. And two, actively make a change to your situation. Use this as an opportunity for reflection and work out what you need to do to get that pet back in your step. Anything else you want to add? No, Im, that's a great summary. And I reckon that's enough for one episode. Awesome. All right. Why don't you close this one out? Thanks, Em. Uh, All right. So that brings us to the end of episode 153. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, at Your CEO Mentor, our purpose is to improve the quality of leaders globally. So please share this episode now with your network of leaders. Guys, if you haven't subscribed to or rated the podcast, please take a minute to do that now. There are literally tens of thousands of you every week listening to the podcast and only a small fraction of those tell us what they think in a review. So it would mean a lot to us. Um, thank you so much for having me on the podcast again, Marty. Hopefully we can chat again in the next few weeks. We've got so many questions banked up. Yeah, thanks, and We will. And I'll look forward to next week's episode. It's not me, it's you. Until then, I know you'll take every opportunity you can to be a no-bullshit leader.